Hello and welcome to another episode of The Power of Inquiry, where we try not to use words like sesquipedalian. Today's guest is Timothy Thornton, a student with Arizona Christian University, and he has recently read a book called A More Beautiful Question by Warren Berger. And so I'm going to ask him a series of questions. The first, Timothy, Explain your own questioning journey from your childhood to adulthood. Ah, yes. Uh, Thank you, friends, for your questions and for having me on today. I count it as a privilege. So I would say that I question more things now than ever before. As a child, I was curious and inquisitive, but pride continually prevented me from asking questions. When I asked questions in grade school and junior high, I felt like I had lost. I had to know the right answer. And questions were an admission that I was wrong and didn't have it all together. Oh, it's very interesting. So why are things better now as an adult for you? Well, uh, for one, I have matured, but also the Lord has transformed my heart and my mind so that my fear of man is dwindling and my confidence in Christ is increasing. I have come to really understand the truth. In a multitude of counselors, there is victory. That's in Proverbs. Oh, wow. Well, that is fascinating. So, question number two. What was the most impactful part of the chapter three in the book for you, and why? Well, among other things, I was impacted by the why, what if, and how progression of good questioning. As Berger says on page 75, this involves understanding an issue, dreaming up solutions, and then acting upon them. Really, knowledge is the foundation for application, but application is the goal in the workplace, in education, and even in the life of of a disciple of Jesus Christ, and so on. This is really a good way also to study the Bible, I think, going through the different Uh, W questions and how. Well, well, that's very, very intriguing. Well, uh, here's another question. How will this chapter influence or change the way you teach in your future classroom? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. I now have certainly more motivation to teach my students to consistently ask questions in their learning and help them make the progression I mentioned before. A principle I likely will use uh, from this chapter comes from what Dr. Heelman said on page 108. He says in preparing for a hard test that he would answer the obvious questions first, then begin to answer the questions that required more thinking. I think this method would really help alleviate the stress or anxiety that my students experience um, as it did for Dr. Heelman. And I would give them, my students, information, questions questions to consider, and so on in bite-sized progressive chunks so as to alleviate that stress. Oh, well, well, so seems like you might use some of this in your teaching. Um, But uh, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions, if that's all right. So 
What questions did this chapter bring up for you? Well, I noticed that many of the examples of good questioners that Mr. Berger brought up uh, had their epiphanies and mental investigations while they were in a leisurely or quiet place uh, where they were not interrupted very often. Now, how could that be more feasible for the students I teach when their days are comprised of just being together in a room or multiple rooms for a whole day and then going back home where they're surrounded by other things such as entertainment? How could the education system instill personal inquiry in a cultural environment that revolves around constant stimulation? And is as Mr. Berger continually points out, is human achievement in the marketplace all that matters to him? I was wondering about that. Oh, yes. Well, that is a good question. I don't think that's all that matters. But anyways, is there anything you would like to ask the author yourself? Well, yes, I'll use his progression of questioning. And this is in reference to spiritual things, Mr. Berger, if you're out there listening. (laughs) First, why? Why would a holy, perfect, just, and sovereign God not totally wipe out mankind for all their horrific sins they've committed against him, their maker? Second, what if? What if that just God sent his only son to appease his holy wrath by allowing him to be killed, crucified on a cross? And what if God showed his power through raising his son from the dead? And what if this son of God, known as Jesus Christ, came to earth to save mankind from their sin? And then how? How could sinners like you and me be saved then? Well, here it is, the good news that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's all I have to say. Well, thank you, Mr. Timothy Thornton, for this um, inquisitive and uh, riveting time that we had together. I look forward to uh, further meetings and interviews in the future. Thank you for joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, on the power of inquiry.